This podcast is dedicated in loving memory, Ulilui Nishmata, of my dear mother, Haya Bat Menachemendo. Morning for Jerusalem. I live in Sfat, but today I'm travelling to Jerusalem. I'm looking forward to seeing my sisters, my daughter-in-law, my little grandchildren who all live there. I hope to travel on the buses and enjoy the new light rail. Today Jerusalem is a city filled with life, just as the prophet Zechariah prophesied 2,000 years ago. Thus says the Lord of hosts, there shall yet be old men and old women sitting in the streets of Jerusalem, every man with his walking stick in his hand for very age. And the streets of the city will be filled with boys and girls playing. And yet, this coming Sunday, it is the fast of Tisha B'Av, the ninth of Av, and I, with other Orthodox and religious Jews, will be sitting on the floor mourning the destruction of the temple, an event which took place on this day 2,000 years ago, the Temple of Jerusalem. One cannot help asking, doesn't this seem strange? It seems as if I, together with other religious Jews, are stuck in a time warp and we're still behaving as we did for centuries, mourning the destruction of the temple, the desolation of Jerusalem and the dispersal of the Jews to all corners of the globe. We seem to be acting as if we haven't noticed the miraculous return of our people to Zion and the beautiful, incredible rebuilding of Jerusalem. Could our behaviour be considered as ingratitude? Certainly, if we are considering only the physical, the external, then there is cause to say that. Of course, some people say the redemption isn't complete because we've still got difficulty ascending onto Temple Mount and praying there and our temple is still not rebuilt. But, on the other hand, if we apply the principle of Dayenu, of being thankful for every step to redemption, then sitting on the floor and mourning on Tishba'av does seem hard to justify. However, if we look at this period of the year through the lens of the inner teachings of the Torah, particularly as taught by Rabbi Hudalev Ashlag, and we consider the inner work we need to do on Tisha B'Av, the picture looks a very different one. The Zohar teaches us that the meaning of Jerusalem is the innermost aspect of our heart. It is the soul within us. Jerusalem is the point of holiness, the divine presence that sits within each and every one of us. On Tisha B'Av we mourn for the fact that the divine aspect of ourselves is hidden from ourselves. Our divinity and the divine potential of our fellow human beings is hidden. And furthermore, when we look at our relationship with the divine spark within us, we see that in the minute details of our thoughts, our words and our actions, we don't place our relationship with God at the highest aspect of our priorities as we should be doing. We often see, we spend another moment looking on Facebook, we listen to yet another opinion on the news, when maybe our time could be better employed connecting with our Creator or being kind to a fellow human being. 
by looking at the present, using the events of the past, we gain an understanding of the tikkun that we need to do here in the present to rectify and correct the way we are relating to our inner Jerusalem, to our inner temple. As we know, it is on this day that great tragedies took place in history to the Jewish people. By no means the only ones, but the main ones that we relate to are the destruction of the two temples and the subsequent bitter exile and dispersion of the Jewish people from their land. But there was one that was prior to that and indeed is the root of all. Tisha B'Av is the anniversary of the day in which the children of Israel rejected the land of Israel after listening to the report of the spies. Moses had sent out spies who were the heads of the tribes to tour the land of Israel in order to discover the best way of fulfilling God's word and coming into the consciousness that is called Eretz Israel. The Zohar tells us that the land of Israel refers to a specific consciousness of being in Dvekut with God, in unity with God, in oneness with the Creator. This demands that just as he is compassionate, so must we be compassionate. It also asks of us that instead of giving in to the demands of our egoistic, selfish personalities, which manifest as our will to receive ourselves alone, we need to pay attention to the still, small voice within our soul. The spies brought back an evil report of the land, Dibata Aretz. They said, okay, on the one hand, it's got good fruit, very nice, but it was inhabited by giants, people who lived in fortified cities. We can't overcome it. We won't be able to do it. They took away the people's faith in God and the people cried all night. The spies were saying, our evil inclination is too strong for us. We don't have the power to deal with it and God will not help us. This was the evil report that the children of Israel listened to. And they rejected the land that God had given them and were condemned to wander another 40 years in the wilderness. And all of the members of that generation were condemned to die. Only two, Kalev ben Yefune and Joshua ben Nun, who continued to have faith in God, were allowed to move forwards. This is the root sin from which Tisha B'Av comes. And now we need to ask ourselves a question. Are we still committing this sin today? Because as Rabbi Ashlag teaches us, we are in fact the same souls. We're the same souls that went down to Egypt. We're the same souls that came up from Egypt. We're the same souls that were condemned to wander in the wilderness. And we are the same souls that entered Eretz Israel and finally witnessed the destruction of the temple and dispersion. We reincarnate time after time after time until we finally correct the tikkun that we need to do. So we, who live in the present, need to ask ourselves, have we corrected the sin of the spies? Have we corrected it in our hearts? Have we put our Eretz Israel? 
our desire to come straight to God, to connect with God in compassion and in affinity of form, have we put our inner Jerusalem at the top of our priorities? Because it's not the actual land we're rejecting. It is the consciousness of Eretz Israel, The consciousness of the desire of being in affinity of form with God. Yashar El, straight to God. It is that consciousness that we are rejecting in the present. We've only to look at the news, both local news and world news, to know that the desire to come close to God is at the very bottom of the world's agenda. People are being sacrificed for profit all over the globe. Unnecessary wars are being conducted. Food is being denied to the poorest. Millions of tons of grain are locked up in Ukraine whilst the poorest of the poor don't have enough to eat. And nobody questions it. Science has become tyranny to rule over people's lives without justification and to take away their basic rights. It is the temple of human decency and compassion that we are destroying in the world and in the society that we are building. This is what we need to mourn. Why is it important to mourn? Because when we mourn and really see how far away we are from a living relationship with God in our thought, our words and our actions, only then can we ask for help and long for our redemption. It's through our mourning that we can come to acknowledge our enslavement to our egoistic desires for power and for money and long for the release in which we want to step into a world in which the love of God, the love of every human being, fellowship and mutual help will be paramount, where the promotion of each and every other person's welfare will be a priority. It's only by acknowledging where we really are at and mourning for it that we can take responsibility for it and ask for God to help us. Now, it's possible for us to look at ourselves and say, oh, I don't do anything like that. I'm not waging war on anybody. I'm not despoiling somebody else. But the truth is we cannot avoid responsibility. We are all one soul. Rabbi Ashlag makes it extremely clear that each one of us is part of the whole. And on the one hand... We don't want to take responsibility for other people, and yet we need to. But we can also take responsibility in another way. By understanding that we really are all one, by the individual work that we do in our own little circles, we can raise up the whole. We can either bring it down or we can raise it up. Our connection with the world, with everybody else in the world, is through the inner and we can use that for good through our own sorrow and our own mourning 
and our own prayers, we can help everyone. Because our consciousness, when we bring it into the light, will help the consciousness of the world come into the light. The sages have taught us, One who mourns for Jerusalem will merit to see her joy. I would say, only one who mourns for Jerusalem can merit to see her joy. Our mourning for our inner Jerusalem, for the inner Jerusalem of the world, is of paramount importance on this Tisha B'Av, and may it bring a true healing to ourselves and the world. Amen. This audio recording is brought to you from the Horus School, established by Yadida Cohen for the study of the Kabbalah as taught by Rabbi Hudalev Ashlag. Studies with Yadida Cohen are available through the Nahora School online. Details at www.nahoraschool.com or www.nahorapress.com.